Welcome to Shadow Work is a Bitch podcast, where we step into our authentic self, standing strong in acceptance of our shadow and our light within. I'm Sarah Rose, and I'm your host. I come from a lineage of psychics. I'm a Reiki master teacher, death doula, shadow work expert, and mentor extraordinaire at Diamond No. I've been on this awakening journey for over a decade now. We are going to share laughter, tears, frustration, and joy while we take this unfiltered look through the experiences of healing our core belief systems, of going through inner child work, what it's like to step into self-wholeness, removing our conditioning from the minute that we are conceived up until now, and what it's truly like to change those thought patterns as we step into and find our authentic self, all the while maintaining this 3D existence. So join me as we get real with who the fuck you are. Welcome to another episode of Shadow Work is a Bitch. It's been a bit since I've been on here. There has been a lot of changing and metamorphosis within my life and within my clientele. It Diamond No is getting even more busier every single day. It is absolutely amazing watching these transformations and watching clients step into their highest timeline. I have moved myself location-wise. It is absolutely amazing to really align with what I was requiring in my life, in my personal space. My kids have room to grow. My partner has room to grow. I have room to grow. I have my own freaking office. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my wisdom owl over here. He's pretty cool. He's got the baddest ass unibrow I have ever seen in my life. It's amazing. Anyways, moving on, I have been just full of warmth and love for all of the comments on all of these episodes the emails that we are receiving, the messages through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It is phenomenal. Everybody just really becoming vulnerable with their own experiences when it comes to death and rebirth of transitioning from our loved ones to the universal realm we have the transition of death and rebirth from those we have created a separation with here on earth that haven't transitioned out of 3D. And then we have that death and rebirth of the next generation, our interactions with them, raising them. It's, it's such a beautiful experience and it's so rewarding. And at times we can get just so caught up in that rebirthing process that we often forget to go out and have fun. So 
if you are forgetting to go out and have fun, here is your reminder. I'd like to wrap up this series today. Um, I looked at everybody's emails. I've looked at everybody's comments. And I thought, why not take all three of those episodes and condense all those comments, condense all those inquiries into this podcast today, into this episode. So I'm going to work a little backwards and we're going to talk about our last episode, which was about the death and rebirth process of interacting with the next generation and raising children in this community, in this world that we have right now, and how they are a connection to our rebirth. They are like a light switch for us to turn that on and move through that subconscious core belief that we have and switch those neurological patterns. So here is something that I, I do often see with um, those who have stepped into their innate power and really made their gifts not just a priority, but have said, yes, I am stepping into my gifts. This is what I have. And living from, from this internal compass, intuitive space that we're holding within ourselves. And when we talk about having or being a caregiver to children, to, you could even say the elderly, because for me, the elderly they unlock that inner child that has been dormant for so long. Whether it's been in their subconscious and they haven't looked at that, that triggering of healing hasn't happened yet, or they have done the healing, but depending on, you know, their mental capacity at this moment, they might just be in that inner child phase. I feel like that flip of a switch happens when we get into our elderly experience of life. So how do we work with this when we have our children, when we're highly intuitive, we, we're psychic? There's a difference between our knowing and our intuition, and then there's the psychic predictions and coming from a place of fear. And one of the comments was, how do I juggle this? How do I know if this is a fear or if this is my internal compass? This is my guidance from my guides. This is the universe. This is Mother Gaia telling me that, no, this is something that does not, that should not be ignored, okay? When it comes to our children, like the feeling and the knowing as opposed to the fear that we could have or do have that's coming to the surface. So one of the things that I love to do when I have my clients do is to really go inwards. And in that moment, when you're recognizing that you're unsure if it's a fear or if it's a knowing, first off, if if that's your, if you're second guessing yourself like all day about the same thing, it is fear. That's your ego, baby. That has nothing to do with that intuition, that internal compass. If you have that instinct, 
instantly, that intuitive guidance, that nudge forward, that no or yes, or, you know, you have this thought of like, what if this happens or this might happen? And you intuitively act on it in that moment and you're prepared for when it comes to pass, then you know that's that's your intuition. That's your internal compass. That's your guides. That's the universe speaking to you. Another way is to sit with it. How does it feel? Okay. Learn to tell the difference between your internal compass and your ego, those fears. Sit with it. Ask yourself, is this a fear? Where does it stem from? Maybe you have experienced something in your past from childhood that you have not dealt with. So therefore, that next generation that's sitting in front of you, that inner child that's sitting in front of you is telling you that it's time to take that thing from the subconscious and bring it and look at it and recognize it and hear it and listen and then notice and tell yourself that you are not there anymore and you're not living in that fear anymore. Your reality is not living in that fear anymore. When we're diving into these shadow aspects of ourself and we've get these internal nudges because we're actually used to the rockiness. We're used to the busyness of our mind. We're used to the busyness of our life that we have these subconscious traumas or experiences that we've shoved down. And the more we become conscious of ourself in our reality, those things are going to come up to the surface because we've kind of been just like shoving them down there and, you know, like a jack in the box, you know, you you wind it up and all of a sudden it's, boom, it's open, it's sprung out and it's in your face. So how do we know if it's fear or if it's your intuition? Well, how many times have you been thinking about it throughout the day? Are you constantly second guessing yourself? Are you almost in like this daydream where you've re you've acted out the whole situation already. That's ego. That's fear. Look into, okay, what is that daydream? What is that image showing me? What is it telling me? And then sit down with your journal, write it out or voice clip. If you want, talk to somebody that's just going to be that soundboard, but we want to get it out your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies, they want you to let that out. So there is your difference. If you're, you know, running around almost like a chicken with its head cut off and you're constantly thinking about it, that's fear. If you're instinctively putting it into 5% action, that's your intuition. That's your internal compass. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an easy situation where this would happen. Say when it comes to our children, okay? It's really nice outside. You haven't really looked at the weather. All of a sudden you're like, I think that person should bring an umbrella or a rain jacket, even though it doesn't look like it's going to rain at all. So you put that 
in the knapsack for your child and you send them off to school. Chances are when that happens, the rain happens and they get to use the umbrella or they get to use the jacket. And then there's a like piece of you that is fear. So you don't listen to that internal nudge. And it becomes a catastrophe in your head. It gets to the point that you've created this tsunami that didn't happen, or you've created this, this scenario where your child didn't have the jacket, didn't have the umbrella, and then all of a sudden it gets, you know, it gets really wet and they don't have that protection. And then all of a sudden they're sick and, you know, and then you're going into guilting yourself. And do you see the difference? It is the vibration. You want to switch that vibration. You want to become in more of an alignment with what feels good and what doesn't feel good. If it's feeling icky and you're getting into that kind of escalation, then chances are it's fear. It's not actually your intuitive thoughts. It is not your internal compass. So I hope that answers that question. I feel like I went on a tangent a little bit, but I know that there was some pretty good messages in there. There was comments in the next episode, the second episode that I had where it was about the death and rebirth of transitioning away from those that are still in our 3D existence. There was a lot of comments around, you know, in emails around, I have experienced this either with my cousin or with my my daughter or with my mom, with my dad, with my partners and searching the why behind it. And we can do that for our entire life really of sitting there and searching for that why and beating ourselves up and feeling guilty for the decision to take that step into a direction that disconnected us from them, that separated us from them, that just created a different path. At times in our life, we are going to meet people where our path, meets their path, like a fork in the road. And we come together and then we walk along this path together. And then all of a sudden there's this decision. It could be a specific aspect of your life. And you're walking along this path with this person consistently. And they, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. The, the relationship doesn't have to be sour. It could be really, really good. And then all of a sudden you've come to another fork in the road or just just a path to the left or to the right. And then there's that straight path that you've been walk straight path that you've been walking along. And then you have that choice. You have that choice to go right or you have that choice to go left. But that person keeps walking straight. That is their path. Your path was to go to the right or to the left. It doesn't make the one that you chose bad and it doesn't make the the one that they chose bad. It is what it is. And when we look at it from what am I, what am, 
this is happening for me. Not why is this happening for me, but look at it as this is happening for me. I chose this and they chose that. And noticing the growth within yourself for taking that path. And at times those paths will join again. And at times they will never join again. So I'm going to share something from childhood. One second. Man, this energy connecting with all of everybody's energy and then like the channeling and just, whoo, it can make me so thirsty. Okay. Where was I going with this? Okay. So childhood, just a brief conversation or, you know, story about life for me. Um, I moved a lot. I moved to like 13 schools from elementary all the way up to high school, 13 combined. I know crazy, right? So I remember the first ever connection I had. Um, and it was JK. I want to say it was JK. Remember, I've been to a lot of schools, so it's like, it's a hard one, but I feel like this was my first ever connection. And she was like the sweetest thing, man. She was a best friend and she lived in this subdivision. I lived in an apartment and we were like 10 minutes from each other. And I didn't really go over there to her friend, to her house all the time, but she was like my friend at school. I didn't have a lot of friends at school. I didn't try to make a lot of friends. I feel that I had, I know that I had a lot of confidence issues. Anyways, moving forward, all I thought about her for years, at times I would even look her up on social media trying to find her. And I have no idea what her last name is, by the way, just her first name. So it was like this endless search because I felt that it was unfinished. There was something unfinished and I wanted to know how she was doing, if she was doing well. Um, but that is a thing that I had to let go, or I knew that that was just an energy that I was attached to, a perception that I was attached to that was just holding me back from growth and experiencing a connection in this moment with somebody else. However, I can take a look at that story. I can take a look at that experience in that relationship and write down all that I really loved about it. What was it that I was searching for by looking into that past memory of that person, of that connection? And I would write it down or I would just say, okay, that's what I'm looking for in a friendship. That's what I'm looking for in a partner. And understanding that it was meant to be the way that it was meant to be. And I probably will never run into her again. Who knows? we'll see, baby, that was just that soul contract for me where I was like, okay, I learned that from that, I could receive acceptance no matter how shy I was. Um, I, I walked around fearful as a child, honestly. Um, I really did. And so if anybody resonates with that, I, I'm right there with you. Shadow was a big fear for me in many ways. And we can talk about that in the next episode, but she just had this welcoming energy and she shone so bright. Now that I recall, like I saw her energy and it was beautiful. And she just had this genuineness about her. So that's what I looked for. Um, 
and now it's all coming to me while I'm having this conversation with you is that like, that's exactly what I, I, I was, I've been searching for. And you know, what's the most amazing thing is when you begin this healing journey and you start peeling those layers, you also unpeel or you peel, unpeel. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you peel away these, these layers from an onion. And at times people are peeled away from you, just like an onion, right? And the closer you get to that core, to that purity, to that authenticity of yourself, your energetic field changes. It magnifies in a different way. And when you come from that sense of authenticity, you then align with those that are on this new road that have that authenticity within themselves, that have that purity within themselves. So I hope that helps with the understanding that to look at our situations and our relationships that are estranged at the moment or we're just separated for a while and to look at it as what is it that I'm reflecting on that I loved about it? What is it that I'm requiring in this moment by reflecting on that relationship and then take that, take what you desired there and go, okay, so this is my requirement right now. This is what I know to be true about the relationships that I desire moving forward. It's always two-sided, right? It's, you know, if you're constantly searching and grasping at that person, then honey, it's time to put down the hands and it's time to start walking your own path. And maybe they walk beside you or maybe they find it, they veer off to the left. But we have to let go of that energy. We do, it's a half. You have to let go of the energy to step forward in that growth. All right, so we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of transitioning of our loved ones to the other side or away from our 3D existence into spirit, into universe. I've had a few emails and one comment about believing that our loved ones have reincarnated back to earth, either in our grandchildren or a cousin or somebody down the line or a friend's baby. Don't overthink it. Maybe you see that smile or you see the, the way that person's eyes light up or the way that your, the eyes smile or their ears or their feet. And it reminds you of that person that has passed. And there's just this soul connection with that person, that new person in your life, that baby. And maybe, you know what? I'm not saying it's not because I do believe in reincarnation. I believe that there are souls, there are fragments of the universe in all of us. We are all connected that way. There is this energy that we flow with and that energy can come back. That energy does come back depending on their own lifespan and where they are to go. So if if you have that, you look at someone and you're like, oh, 
That reminds me of so-and-so who had transitioned 10 years ago away from the 3D world. Then, yes, okay, that, that babe or that teenager, whoever it is, has that energetic makeup similar or pieces of that being inside of them. But I want us to remember that even though reincarnation is there and, you know, your grandmother or your mom or your partner is now into another human meat suit, that person is still them. That person, like them as in that baby that was born. So I don't want you to look at that, that baby as like, oh, well, that's my grandmother and that's it. The universe is saying like, we are also co-connected, right? And yes, we can come back here. We can, we do, we, we reincarnate. But to look at that person as their individual being and understand that there is a beauty to that connection for you. There definitely is a piece of that reincarnation in there that but they're there in a different way now. And they're there to be that babe, to be Jessica or to be Josh, whoever it is, right? They're here to be that person and not so much that person that had passed, even though that energy is there. I hope everyone's understanding that. I'm understanding it, but I wonder if I'm explaining it right. Either way, yes, it's a thing. It's it's possible. I used to say this. So here, here's what I'm trying to get at. Um, my son was born and first off, like no one ever told me that he looked like me. And I know he did. I can put him side by side to my own baby picture. And it was like identical. Okay. Just saying, but I always heard how much he looked like my partner, my ex-partner, um, you know, oh, this and this and this. So I got to the point where I was like, listen, I'm going to just call my son Z for now. I would say like, you know, they would say, oh, he looks like your partner. And I would say, yeah, he's got some familiarity to him, but he's also Z. He is Z in this lifetime. So the last thing I want to do to somebody is to look at them and say like, you're so, so-and-so, as opposed to just saying like, I see you. I see you for who you are and I love you. And I'm not judging anybody that says like, I see you as Nina or I see you as Papa or I see you as Chris who had passed away. And yeah, we have pieces of those people inside of us and when we're reborn, right? But knowing that that person came back here as themselves, like as, as Z came back here, even though I would look at him and I would look like, be like, oh, oh, that's my grandpa. That looks like my grandpa. And yeah, we're going to have those features. We're going to have those similar energies. Um, and sometimes we reincarnate into a different body and we remember everything. And those are the coolest fucking people ever. So if you know anybody like that, just let them know how amazing they are. Not that we're not amazing if we don't remember, but that's super amazing. Um, and that's such a fucking gift. There was another beautiful question in regards to transitioning from this 3D life. And one of them was, how do I help? How do I help my loved ones who are transitioning out of the 3D existence? Talk to them. 
but don't talk to them. Okay. Listen to them, allow them to have their voice, allow them to be heard. Ask them what's going to make them comfortable. Ask them what they've always wanted to experience, but never have taken the time to do so. I'm, I'm seeing like, somebody asked this and I'm seeing like massage, massage on the feet. So the, we have meridians in our feet. Um, and I, I, I can do this with my clients who are passing, but like taking the meridians of their feet and just like, just a gentle massage. You don't want to do anything with too much essential oil. Um, but massaging their feet, that's something that they have been walking around for, for so long, longer than you have, or maybe they haven't, which is unfortunate when that happens. Um, but massaging their feet, their hands, creating some type of routine for their mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual bodies implementing that, especially if they don't have the energy to do that, is such a beautiful gift for those who are transitioning. Allow them to talk, tell their story. We all want to be seen and we all want to be heard. We want to feel that compassion, that love, and that genuine, absolute warmth of life. And it's unfortunate and but yet it happened for us when we don't have that warmth when we grow up or, you know, we miss out on it for 10 years or five years. So notice the softness of my voice when I changed, have that, express that, be that for that person. Even if they're pretty crotchety and grumpy, <laughs> look at them as like this little kid who, you know, is hungry or just doesn't know yet how to express their emotions. And you're, you're just accepting them for who they are in that moment, because chances are they, they aren't going to change much before they transition. How do we, how do we heal or how do we help those are still here that have experienced the loss of another? Um, of a loved one, listen to the stories. People have such amazing stories. So have them tell stories when they're ready. Do some, okay, five love languages. If that person is up for it, get them to do the quiz and then start showing them their love language. Um. There are so many, I, you know what you do? Ask them, what is it? What is it that you need? What can I help you with? What do you require right now? Softness, a hug, comfort. If they're looking for comfort, then a blanket. Do you know what I mean? Just like go with the place of compassion. Um, Whoever is open to this, I'm hearing Mother Mary, using Mother Mary's energy, calling upon that guide to come forth and help you through um, navigating the loss of your friend's loved one or your partner's loved one, things like that. That's, that's the important thing. 
is to be heard and to be seen. And um, coming from a place of compassion and a heart space. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, so this, this last one I want to touch on is freaking amazing. I don't even know how long I've been recording for. So <laughs> uh, I apologize, but I don't advance for all of this. It's been so long since I've been on here and I'm just so grateful to be here and share all of this with everybody. So on the, the first ever episode, it was transitioning our loved ones, right? From this 3D existence. And it was like, I, I, I got so many of these questions, you know, like my, my dad popped into my head today, or is this why my aunt pops into my head? Or is this why my child pops into my head? Yes. Okay. Don't dismiss it. Sit with it. If, if you're thinking about them, if you can take a moment, sit there and respect that energy, sit there with that person and be like, okay, what do I need to hear? What do I need to see? What is it that my, in this present moment, needs or requires, I always say need, but I really mean require. What do I require to know right now? What do I require to stroll down memory lane about? Even if it might not be that nice feeling, there's a reason it's popping up. Like I said, that's your subconscious coming up saying, okay, we're ready. We're ready to look at this. Even if you're just peeling it a little bit, you peel that little layer of the onion a little bit. You can connect to them as long as you believe you can connect to them. It's it's not like, you know, ripping off a Band-Aid and all of a sudden the connection is there. You need to work with it. Just like you train, or you learn from yourself how safe you are to listen to yourself as opposed to the conditioning of listening to others first. You need, there is a requirement when it comes to our loved ones, our guides, the universe to create that bond and create that safety net. Spirit can really do and call out a lot of energy they use a lot of energy to connect with us so don't dismiss them and also don't judge yourself for dismissing them before I just said this <laughs> but if they're coming up for you in your head and you're thinking about them or you see their name on a billboard or on a license plate wherever it is that's them that's that's them saying hey like I'm here I love you. Hi, I'm here. Maybe a, a memory pops up that, you know, it's you are to sit down and really go into it and explore it and forgive yourself for whatever happened, even forgiving yourself for your response or your thoughts after a separation, whatever it is. But yeah, 100%, they're popping into your head. That's a thing. It's happening. They're there. You just got to believe it, right? So that concludes this fourth episode of Shadow Work is a Bitch. Man. All right. Now, if I remember correctly, 
because I didn't write it down and I don't have my information in front of me. Our next episode is going to focus on connection. This is connection messages, messages from the universe, messages from our guides, all of that jazz and shadow work and how that kind of that integrates together. So, which is going to be really good because we're like, we're getting into October and I'm a witchy girl. I, I am, I am so witchy. I love the spooky stuff, but also like not the spooky movies. Like I can, no thanks, but I love decorating. I love getting into my herbs and harvesting and all of that stuff. So it's going to be a good one. It's, uh, I'm going to tell you stories about myself when it comes to my own experiences. Um, if you have an experience or a question that you want me to answer during that episode, be sure to email, reach out at diamondno.com. Leave a comment on this episode if you want. If you just want to be flat out vulnerable and be like, hey, this is my question for next episode. Um, or you can message us on Facebook, IG. And yeah, I would say Facebook or IG. We're guaranteed to get it that way. Um, you can even, in the subject matter of the email or the message, say like, this is where shadow work is a bitch. And questions about, you know, connecting to, for episode five. And then in the description or in the body of the the email or message, you know, let me know what it is. What what are you intuitively pulled to? What kind of questions would you like to, what do you want to learn? Okay. What do you want to learn about your messages from your guides and the universe and connecting to them? Um, talk to me about your fears. Talk to me about your experiences. I cannot wait. It's going to be so good. So good. All right, everybody. I'll even get into crystals. If you guys are feeling like you want to learn a little bit more about crystals and what we can work with to connect to our guides, I would love to talk about that. But remember that we're going into shadow as well. So with light, there's always shadow. And we're going to be talking about shadow work as a bitch next time in regards to messages and connection to spirit. All right, everybody. My love to your love. Have an amazing rest of your week. 